Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. That clap was particularly loud on my end. <laughs> this is the yeah. uh, video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community where we talk about all kinds of video games. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Sasha. How are we doing tonight? I'm doing all right. I've got some fun sinus stuff going on with our fun mm-hmm. weather in Michigan, but otherwise I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. Uh, still getting the new house together. Um, I got my washer and dryer in the right place at this point now. Um, awesome. I still don't have trash service, so that's been a thing. Um, trying to get that Ugh. set up. Uh, and then trying to decorate the house. Uh, I got a, I got more lighting in here, so like didn't have to have the overhead light on today, which I, I don't know, for me it's too much light. Right. I don't know. I don't, I, I like it being a little dark. Um, and uh, yeah, just doing that kind of stuff. I got my new security system installed today. That was a that was a honking two thousand dollars. That was fun. It was how much? Two thousand, because I paid for th- all three years up front. Okay, okay, okay. Because like I have ADT, but that was not what it cost me. No, I got like they did this like new homeowners deal that like basically I got all of the equipment for free, but I just had to sign up for three years or whatever. So I just like yeah, I'll just pay for the three years up front. We're good. And they're like, oh really? No one ever does that. And I was like, yeah, I just don't want to deal with a fifty-five dollar. A month bill. I just would rather. Yeah, that pay sounds upfront. a little bit more, a little bit more around the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. So, I got this. I but I now have to remember to do this thing on my phone to allow me to leave the house, else they'll call the police on me for le- <laughs> leaving the house. You don't have like a panel. I do. I back do. Door? But you I do it on do my that. phone uh, as well. No, I, I can do it too. I just like, I have to remember to do that or it's going to alert people because I've never had a security system in my life. This is my right. first one ever. So. It reminds you as you open up the door, it's like back door. Yes. Front door. Yes, it does. It's kind of hard to forget. parents have a uh, ring doorbell up at their place and uh, they have it synced to their phone mm-hmm. and on her mom's phone, uh, Every time the motion sensor activates, uh, it sounds like a sort of wind chime sound effect. Oh, okay. And the dogs, the dogs have associated that with people. So mm. now every time it goes off, the dogs instantly alert and bark. Hmm. So. Nice. Um, also, welcome, Ace. How are you doing today? Good. Everything seems to be. Running smoothly, fingers crossed for the time being. Okay. Since I got the uh, new laptop set up and then uh, the internet upgraded, so I am approaching hashtag pro gamer status, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I got the, the new internet speeds here. Not a single hiccup since. Other than when I lost power oh. Tuesday. And I, I also didn't mention, but I've a little bit gone to the dark side. How? Um, this sounds Xbox related. So, worse. <laughs> so, as you know, since you know, I'm wearing it, Dead the Space. Dead Space remake came out. Yeah. And 
when I first heard it. I was apprehensive because, you know, Eat Ass went and, you know, nuked the company that for, for clarification, made the Dead, Dead Space franchise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eat Ass. Yeah. Eat okay. Ass Games. We Thanks. hate games. Okay. Challenge um, everything. <laughs> so, I was very closely watching, you know, all the information as it was released up towards launch because Dead Space, obviously one of my favorite franchises. Yeah. From everything I'd seen, it was looking like a proper remake, and so I went and got it. Yeah. And I've played a little bit. I've actually gotten a lot more done these past couple weeks than when it first came out. Um, I'm about halfway through the game now, I think. Um, and then I, as you know, I also got the backbone for my phone, and I mm-hmm. played through the original with cloud gaming on the Xbox service that they have. Um, mm-hmm. And then since I got the new laptop, I was feeling the itch to have more games on Steam because Uh-oh. I tested one of the I tested one of the games that I have that I could not properly play on my old laptop That's because the it dark would just stagger and stutter. Yeah, and since I didn't want to pay for Dead Space in full, or Dead Space Two, or Dead Space Three, I got the EA Play Pass. Oh, okay. Wow. So. So I've got. So I've got those three games. I've technically got Wild Hearts as well. I haven't yeah. downloaded it because it's a lot of space. And it also apparently is just brain dead at this time. <laughs> PC. I don't I haven't looked into it to see if they've patched and fixed how it runs yeah. on PC. But so from we... what I've heard it is not great. It is okay. So you are you aware of lag compensation, right? Where we all are. We played online games, right? Yeah, you you mentioned it how instead of um just waiting until it fixes itself like with the stuttering, it instead goes into like super slow motion so you have to like mm-hmm. exactly like time out and, when to respond to a certain action. And in a game about timing, changing the timing is a very bad thing. Um, did you hear about it being the trophies being bugged on PlayStation? Oh, I think you mentioned that in the, in the discord chat. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You weren't getting achievements for things that you should have been giving it, getting achievements for. Yeah. So I know that'd be deal breaker for me. Now, supposedly this is only a PlayStation problem. Um, but with game pass, you should still have that game. I think, cause I think EA is, yeah, it's an option, game. but probably not going to happen. I'm just just putting it out there. But uh I'll, I'll also I'll get I'll, I have another thing. So the ADT I sold both ADT techs on Monster Hunter <laughs> while they were a captivated audience here. Um so uh not only that, but like you get to were you, these super were you hard just like playing it on the TV. No. Like, so I will show you the way. I was sitting here. I had just eaten dinner last night, 
and the ADT sort of sales guy comes like to my door and knocks. And I was like, uh-huh. really? So I, I checked his credentials because like ADT only works through a like a different company. Like they don't, they don't, ADT never goes directly to you. They have other companies that go to you and they buy the contracts uh-huh. and uh, it's weird. But so I talked to the guy and he was, he saw me, um, he saw my, my PlayStation and he saw some of the pops I have over there. He's like, Oh, so you're, you're a gamer. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. He actually is like, and I pointed to the, to the setup here and I was like, Hey, uh, it's a, uh, I have a podcast like about gaming and stuff. So we started talking about like, well, what's your favorite games and that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, hold on. So you're going to sell me this ADT system. You're trying to sell me this, this security system. Let me give you a sales pitch. So I pitched monster hunter to him. Uh, and he seemed to be pretty interested. I, and the reason why I was able to pitch it to him pretty easily, Sasha is because it's on game pass. So he has Game Pass. I was like, do you have Game Pass? You mentioned you have Xbox. He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's free. It's just literally free on there. You can just get Monster Hunter World. It's not my favorite of the series, but it's a good one. And you can just play it. And he was like, all right, I'll check it out. And if supposedly he's going to be listening to the podcast at some point. So he, uh, he looked us up and saved our uh, information and stuff. So, uh, hey, Mr. ADT Taylor. Uh, if you're listening, <laughs> um, and then the tech who came and installed it this morning. So like I got the system last night and they installed it this morning. And so now like my phone can actually control the house to a degree. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I was talking to him about it cause he was bored, stuck here waiting. Cause there was some sort of weird authorization thing and he saw, my other monster hunter figures and stuff up. And he was like, Hey, I was like, yes. Once again, I am a salesman for monster hunter. And it wasn't because I was wearing the shirt this time. Most of the time it's because I'm wearing the shirt today is the, uh, the, uh, everything will be better tomorrow. It's kind of hard to see because you're actually supposed to see it's blacked out, but there's other dinosaurs dying in the apocalypse. And then tomorrow will be better. Little stupid stegosaurus that doesn't know anything. Um, I love it. Um, oh, that reminds me also. I saw 65 with Adam Driver yesterday. I went to the theaters by myself. Oh, yeah. That was fun. It's a fun action movie. That's about it. Yeah, I was going to say the the uh, most recent movie I've seen with Adam Driver, and it was uh, White Noise, which I don't think I mentioned that to you guys at all Mm -mm. uh white noise had a lot of uh coincidence with what was going on a couple weeks ago or well technically it's still going on um so it's a movie Mm -mm. with adam driver he's like a dad he's got a family but -mm. he's also like a uh professor at a local college in ohio okay and uh their life their lives are interrupted when a train derailment occurs mm-hmm. and chemical tankers explode. Hmm. And I started seeing advertisements for that on Netflix like a month or two ago. And then what happened a couple of weeks ago in Ohio happened. Mm-hmm. 
and then I so here's when it was going down, I looked into it and I found out that it was set in Ohio, and I was like, "The Matrix." Okay. Matrix it, is happening. It's, it's based off a book, though that was published a book or a in like play, yeah, I think something in like the fifties, right? I mean, I think, yeah. There's also a big movie called Super 8 that is also about a train derailment, except that had aliens in it. That. Yeah, I, I mean, if you that. ask if you ask TikTok, there's aliens right now, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I had a funny thing about the uh, this train thing that you're talking about that happened in Ohio. Like I said, it's not near me, so it wasn't like super i wasn't super knowledgeable about it because i could yeah i was busy with house stuff and whatnot so on the way home i mentioned it to my dad and my dad was like what are you talking about like what what do what you what about the ohio river and i was like you know the, the train that blew up or something on the east side and he was like what what train who and he's like no one here and this is and i i kind of like Ask some people about it. Like, hey, did you hear about that train? What train? What What are you talking about? No one here had any idea about it other than people who were, like, looking at TikTok and stuff. Like, it was just... Yeah, that, that was the tone of all the TikToks. That was like, why is no one talking about this? Why is this not on the news that we're just going to... We're, we're just going to yep. talk about nonsense. We're going to talk about celebrity gossip and not this major environmental event that is now right now now. there there was some so i don't if it was toxic waste that was expelled that's a huge problem but if it's nuclear byproduct it's actually almost a non-issue is part of the reason now i don't know which one it is but because the radiation can't spread because it's just there's no material to spread like it's just the material but if I it is saw waste, somebody posts a video of their uh, their car for the first rain after like the this controlled burn that they did, mm-hmm. and the the paint is like melting off their car. So it's probably waste then, which is the bad one. So yeah, uh, yeah. One of the chemicals that they uh, that was in the tankers is a carcinogen. So amazing. That's not good and. Oh, no, the whole thing is not good. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just saying people are just unaware of of this thing. Well, yeah, because the the news media controls what information is going to be shared. And so somebody with very deep pockets controlled the flow of this information. You are super out of focus, Ace. It is. I know. Yeah. There you go. There There you are. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there have been videos on TikTok and circulating around of people going to, like, nearby rivers and stuff. And, like, undisturbed, Mm -hmm. the water looks completely fine. But then people throw, like, stones in or, like, stir up the sediment with, like, sticks. And then the water starts shimmering with, like, that rainbow. Yeah. Rainbow... Uh, sort of effect from chemicals and oils and mm-hmm. whatnot. And apparently the uh, company that is is or was testing the air quality was hired by Norfolk Southern. Mm-hmm. The company that 
the train derailed with. So yeah, like, but um, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from the corruption end on that, but they're also the people responsible for cleaning it up too. There's not like a government nuclear waste disposal agency. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there, should, like, there just should be like somebody who's not being paid by the company who was reporting the information regarding safety to the people who live there. I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like, but the people paying for the cleanup is, are also the people who did it. So that's unavoidable, I think. But um, that aspect of it, no, it, it definitely needs to be known what happens, especially to people around that area. Like I said, though, thankfully, I'm safe where I'm at, so I'm not going to be affected by this. But obviously, that doesn't go for the people who are in those areas, which will really suck for them. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure some local stuff might be airing what happened, but yeah, it's. I don't know. It's not a thing. But also, we're not a family who watches the news. So my dad would be entirely unaware unless someone said it also. Yeah. I would I would say that this as well. And then like a week later, too, there was a train derailment uh, just outside right of Detroit. Right by me. Right mm-hmm. by yep. me. Um, Same like county. All this, I would assume would be uh, possibly added to the... Uh, statistic that the documentary that I watched on I think Peacock mm-hmm. covering uh, a similar thing um, out in California forget the location but it's the movie is or the documentary is called I believe in the dark of the valley in the shadow of the valley mm-hmm. um, and it's talking about uh, the families and mainly the children that have been affected by the contamination by a defunct rocket NASA rocket testing facility Mm. because they also had nuclear fuel that was tested there yeah along with like all the chemicals and stuff that would that would be associated with rockets uh and apparently, like, back in the 50s, when this was first, like, this f- facility first started up, apparently one of the ways they would dispose of, like, the spent fuel or whatnot would be to put it up, like, on top of a barrel or on top of, like, a cinder block and shoot it with a rifle. Yeah. Amazing. Um. So that's that's actually not like... an uncommon practice for certain things. There's actually um, the paper mill here. There are things that like I don't know what they are, but they're like they go through a shift a sifter, and if the thing's too big, they actually have a mounted shotgun that uh, that shoots it so it breaks it apart and goes through the sifter. It is actually one of the most cost-effective ways to break apart things. It's right, the most then. American thing I've uh, ever heard. But yeah. Like, yeah, I was talking about that. So there was a guy who came into the game store Wednesday and we, he was talking about that because he was like, oh yeah, I just work at the paper mill. I was like, oh yeah, we do. You know, we have a, actually a project there right now. So we were talking about what he does and he told me about the sifter. I was like, oh, okay, cool. The mounted shotgun. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, the documentary talks about how, like, in the surrounding valley area, I believe it's in the Sim, now that I think of it, I think it's in the Simi Valley area. Uh, there's, like, the immediate community around, there's just a very distinct cluster of mm. children and adults who have cancer. Yikes. Cancer and various diseases associated with exposure to chemicals. Right. And, uh, it was like 2018, 2019, I think. There was a uh, wildfire that had started at the facility or nearby the facility. And that also spread more stuff. So. Well, hopefully it gets straightened out and they figure out what they're doing. I don't know. I don't know what the exact situation is because I'm not following it. And, you know, there's not a lot of information coming out of it, mm-hmm. just that it happened. Um, so, uh, so that being said, we are actually not a cautionary tale podcast. We are a video game podcast. So we have a video game topic tonight of, uh, our favorite side quests. Now I didn't pick a dishonorable mention, uh, this time. Do, do we want to do that? Uh, I mean, I, th- I believe I have one. I just have to remember what it was. Cause I was actually thinking I about can, that and I was like. I can definitely name I can name one or two like off the top of my head that I would call a dishonorable mention. So if we want to do that, we can. Um, But basically, we're going to do our our top three side quests. And I remember it. I know we'll also do a dishonorable mention. So we'll do like we did last week, Sasha, maybe three, two dishonorable mention one. Um, And since uh, since this was Ace's idea, we will start off with Ace. So. Uh, lead us off. What is your third best side quest? My third best side quest is going to be from Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the, probably one of the goofiest side quests you could ever do in a game. It's called the Testy Festy. Mm. It is where you literally go around the area around Falls End, which is a small little town in the map, and you collect three different sets of bull testicles. Or Rocky Mountain Oysters, as they're called. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Those are actually goat testicles? The Mount Rocky Mountain Oysters, usually? Oh. They, there was something... They called something something-something oyster, I believe, but in any case, you collect bull testicles. Mm-hmm. So, there is that. Lovely. Nice. And then there's like a uh, party party that takes place afterwards and your character blacks out. So yeah. A goofy little side quest in a uh, game about fighting back against a cult that has taken over the area. And you get and to eat spoilers animal. for a game that's, yeah. And then uh, spoilers for a game that came out a couple of years ago, and then the uh, whole area, along with assumedly the rest of the country and possibly the world, it nuked. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, as much as uh, as a Native American, using the the idea of using every part of the animal is a thing. There are limits to for me on that. 
Um, for instance, I have never eaten cow tongue, even though that is a thing in this area. Um, oh, really? Because they make like some banging tacos around here with cow tongue and cow cheek. Man, oh, mm, so good. Jeez, no. Yeah, that just reminds me all. of what. Thank you. Eyes. I know have some people have eaten eyes of things. It was one of the, it was one of the blue collar comedians, talking about how. Uh, why do they call rump roast rumpo roast? Well, nobody would eat it if they named it cow ass. Yeah. So. Well, rump roast has that nice alliteration too. Yeah. So, uh, okay. All right. So eating uh, bull testicles and Far Cry 5. All right. So, Sasha, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I can go. Sure. All right. So, I have, um, in general, I will say that the Dark Brotherhood in Oblivion Mm -hmm. is amazing. It's my favorite. Aren't they really um, good lines. in all of them? I, I remember them being particularly good in yeah. 3 and Skyrim, too. They are. They are. Um, I Even, like, thinking about uh, for this, like, which one I liked better. Um, I think I have a little recency bias with Skyrim. Sure. Because I haven't played Oblivion and, you know, oh, my God. I, I feel like more than... I feel like it's been more than 10 years, so... Um, I had a little um, hard time kind of remembering the details of this quest, but when uh, Ace said this was the topic, this quest popped in my head. Mm-hmm. So I had to go with this one. And it's called The Night Mother's Child. It's about, I think you're about halfway through the Dark Brotherhood quest line um, in Oblivion. And in this one, you are doing essentially an Agatha Christie novel. Um, you mm-hmm. go to summer miss manor and you are tasked with killing all of the members of a dinner party and your goal is to for as long as possible make them think that they are still at a dinner party with like a little treasure hunt and then when the bodies start to be discovered you're supposed to make them think that it's not you that it's somebody else oh cool so yeah make it look like an accident or frame someone essentially pretty much yeah so it's like one at a time, um, a lot of sneak. You have a lot of different ways you can do this. Um, I think in this quest, this is the one where you get the poisoned apples. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, if your character eats a poisoned apple, you will die. Um, so you've got different ways that you can take people out. But... So, so I have a question for you, Sasha. Are mm-hmm. you familiar with the Thief series of games? The first person... I know of them, but I've not played them. So if you haven't, if you have no desire to play them, um, but they sound like the Dark Brotherhood line of things, you don't really, you can kill people, um, but you're really more there to sneak and steal. uh, And there's a lot of objectives that are don't kill anyone and that kind of stuff, but you can knock them out or whatever. This sounds like something you might like quite a bit. Um, if you aren't interested, however, um, there's this, he's a pretty popular YouTuber, but I'm pretty sure you, you don't normally watch that kind of content of his called Civi 11. And he does a series on the thief stuff, uh, where he, he's pretty funny when he does it too. So I would at least suggest watching those because they're there. He recently did, uh, there's like a, like a thief metal age, I think is the name of the game. 
they're older games. We're talking like early 2000s stuff. Um, it is a pretty good series of you know, kind of going through every chapter of the game. And it's not necessarily a playthrough. It's like a review with a lot of footage um, where he talks about it. But I think you might enjoy the Thief series because, you know, the Dark Brotherhood quests sound a lot like what Thief plays as. So. Okay. There yeah. was a terrible remake at some point, so I would suggest apparently avoiding that. But uh, I think that is probably the one that I have actually seen because I know I know that my husband has that one. Mm. So it was like a a launch title with Xbox One. Yeah, it sounds about the right time for that remake to happen. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, I know that uh, th- my number three, this is the this was a very difficult topic for me, as, as I was saying before the show, but for whatever reason, side quests and I, I just don't remember them very well. They are just like in and out, nothing really stuck with me. So I spent probably about all week that we knew about this topic trying to think of them. And I thought of the two I have, uh, which I'm sorry. Number one is bending the rules a bit because uh, it is not really a side quest as much as a side thing you can do to during the quest. Like I, it's weird. Unrequired. I, I have way. I have a bent rule like that too. For my okay, so, but this one is indeed a side quest. Uh, it's a very helpful side quest, but it's from a game that Sasha will never play. Uh, oh, and okay. And it is from a game that Ace, I don't know if you've played, which is Ocarina of Time, the N64 mm. Zelda. I have yet, played I Ocarina haven't. of Time. Thank you very much. I, but I know you don't like it. Yeah, correct. I don't like it, but I have played it. So this is going to be long, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to read this whole side quest because this is the one I remember because it's so bonkers of a long side quest. So what this is, is called the Big Goron Sword. It's one of the very few other swords you can get in the game. Most of the time you have the Karakiri Sword when you're a kid, you get the Sword of Time when you're an adult, and that's mostly it. Well, you can get the Big Goron Sword, which is like a seven-foot-tall like claymore kind of thing. But you have to make it out from the side quest. Now, you can get the Broken Goron Sword and use that, too, but there is, like, you got to make the big Goron sword if you want to actually have it be super useful. So, uh, step one, uh, Car- uh, Kakariko Village, Hookshot, Kuko Egg, and Kojiro. Uh, hold on. Um, so you have to, during the daytime, walk to the Kuko lady, which is the chickens, Um who gives you a bottle for collecting cuckoos, accept your quest to train a new special type of cuckoo, and she will give you an unhatched egg. Use the sun song to advance 24 hours to make the egg hatch. Head to the house near the stairs uh, and use the cuckoo egg to wake up Talon, who Talon's like a farmer, uh, who has been sleeping there since Ganondorf and Inigo ch- chased him off. Now show the cuckoo to the cuckoo lady, and she will give you a special cuckoo called Kujiro, the blue cuckoo, that rarely crows. That's step one. Step two, go to the Lost Woods. Once you've obtained the Blue Cuckoo, head to the Lost Woods. 
Uh, from the entrance of the lost square to chase, immediately turn left, locate the guy sitting on ground. If you try to talk to him, he will ignore you. Show him Kojiro, and he will respond to you by giving you a weird mushroom, uh, and then return to this, uh, and give it to the potion shop lady back in Karakiko. Uh, however, it's a strict two-minute time limit, and you have to get there before the, the mushroom goes away. So you go... You get the potion. Uh, you have to be in during daytime so that the shop's open. So if it's not open, you got to play the sun song uh, to get it to be daytime. Uh, show the weird mushroom to lady, and she'll give you a potion that will cure the man in the lost woods. So then you take the potion back to the man, uh, and then instead you'll find uh, you. But where he was, instead there's a little girl. You show her the potion. Uh, she then gives you a poacher's saw. So then you take that uh, and you exchange that for a prescription for an eye drop. You take the prescription, get the eye, uh, you take the prescription to the person, but they say they need a certain ingredient. So you have to go get the eyeball frog for the Zoras. And then you have to get the fresh eyeball within a certain time limit back to the potion lady, uh, not the po different potion lady. She then makes the eye drops. And then you have to go buy the broken sword, take the, uh, take the eye drops to the giant uh, Goron for him to forge the sword. And then after three days of in-game time, you can get the Goron sword. This, if you're doing it front to back... Uh, like, if you don't, like, have a guide, like, this, I had to, like, back as a kid doing this, this took me a good, like, week of figuring it out of what to do. And, like, you have to kind of do speedrun strats to hit some of the time limits because if you try to warp on some of the time limits, they uh, auto set the timer to zero, so you have to go back and get the ingredient again. And they're like... You should be faster next time, blah, blah, blah. So it is like the most convoluted and funny quest because you're doing all this stuff. You're doing like all of the fetch, like fetch errands for everybody all the time just to get this giant sword, which is actually a really good sword. It does a lot more damage than the other sword, but it's slower. So, yay, the big Goron sword. Uh, I think you also have to pay him money to do it too. So you also have to have a certain amount of rupees. Uh, wonderful. So yeah, the big Goron sword. That's my number three because I kind of like like long goose chases like that for side quests. I do like, like that. Like here, go do this. Now go do this. Now go do this. But I need this. So <laughs> do this. Like I don't. Know, it amuses me. So so that's my number three. Uh, so Ace, you're uh, you're number two. My number two. I'm gonna lump sort of two things in the game together from Breath of the Wild. Okay. So my main one is just in general the shrines. Sure. Because at a certain point, depending on if you want the Master Sword, um, they are necessary to quote unquote advance the game. Mm -hmm. um, but I, th I don't recall exactly if you have to have to have the uh, Master Sword to be able to complete the game. 
Nope. You but don't. after a certain point, um, yeah, like if you're going for that, then technically some are required, but I just enjoy going through the shrines and solving all the little puzzles that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since that's a technicality, I'll also then add in the uh, building up Terrytown or rebuilding Terrytown. Oh, sure, yeah. As well. The little uh, community that you, you can uh, build up with, like, each of the, what, four? At least each of the four uh, civilizations. Rito, Goron, Alien, and uh, Zora. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I remember Terrytown pretty well. I did all the shrines when I did Breath of the Wild. All of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could technically then also include completing all the shrines and then doing the uh, battle against the super monk at the end. Yes, the super monk. Yeah. That was a fun fight. Unexpected, was, too. Yeah, it was certainly interesting, especially... Uh, that first time where spawned all the metal spike balls when I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. And they come rolling at you. I'm just like, ah, Magnesis, Magnesis, please. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. All right, so a couple from Breath of the Wild. Uh, Sasha, you're, you're number two. Uh, my number two is from a game that you're never going to play. So, um, my number two is also my, like, it is a part of a side quest, but it's not, it's like a side part of the side quest and, uh, something I didn't discover in the game until probably like my third or fourth run through. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the game is Fallout New Vegas. Hey, I've played it. I just didn't get far. <laughs> you haven't played it. You didn't even make it to Vegas. I did not. No, no, I did not. Which is great because I got a lot to talk about tonight about Vegas, New Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, um, the side quest is actually like not a, a really memorable side quest. It's called How Little We Know, and in this one, you are going into one of the casinos on the strip um you're going into gamora which is uh basically run by like mobsters Mm -hmm. um 50s mobsters (laughs) and um but the side quest that's part of the side quest is um in freeside there's a place called mick and ralph's and mick and ralph are these vendors that they sell, you know, basic like food and supplies and stuff. But if your speech is high enough, um, you can convince Mick to show you his secret stash. And he like opens a panel in the wall Hmm. and there's like unique weapons, ammunition, like really good stuff. He's also a way that you can get a fake pass into Vegas. If you don't have enough caps, which you should by the time you get there. But in case you don't, Mm -hmm. So Mick kind of tells you that they're hurting for money right now because the Omertas, which are the the mobster gang in Gamora, the Omertas have stopped purchasing from them, uh, which was like their major contract. And it's just this side thing he says to you 
nothing else about it. There's no quest given to you. There's no miscellaneous like thing written in your pit boy notes, just something he says to you. Hmm. So when you go to do this quest in Gamora, um, there's a couple different ways you can do it. Um, but either one is either like turn against the bosses or side with the bosses. Either one of those options don't lead to this cool side quest. There's a third mm-hmm. option where you can free somebody from their work contract inside Gamora. And if you free him from his work contract, he will tell you that there's a shipment of weapons inside Gamora. And that is why Mick and Ralph are not getting any, um, any, uh, purchase orders from the Omertas. So you and this guy destroy the shipment and then you go tell Mick and Ralph that you destroyed the shipment and you get a pimp, a pimp boy, 3 billion. Hmm. So you replace your pit boy with this gold bedazzled, like pit boy. Interesting. And even when your character goes to like, so like normally when you pull your pit boy up, it just pulls it up like this, Hmm. but your pimp boy, he like, goes to the side and pulls it up like this. Like he's got like a swagger with it. But it is for the rest of the game. Um, your Pip-Boy is gold. It has mm. like diamonds all over it. And it's just like a nice little aesthetic upgrade. And Okay. And it's I loved just it. Not in the, it's not even in the tracker. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. One of these days I might go back and do it. Just like I might do Oblivion one of these days. I just, maybe. Oblivion is, I feel like I want to go back to Oblivion because that's what I was talking about before we started recording. Where I was like, I think I'm ready to revisit some games. Yeah. Because it's been long enough that I, I don't have like vivid recall of Oblivion. Yeah, like, every time I talk about going back and trying a game like that, though, I'm just like, but I haven't finished the new ones I just got. Like, I haven't even attempted to finish some of these. Like, so we got Wu Long this week, right? And that's the 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 Dark Souls-ish, like, Neo game from, also from Koei Tecmo, uh, that, because Wild Hearts is Koei Tecmo as well. So we put down Wild Hearts, my brother and I. We both picked up Wu Long to play together. And last night, we were up till 3 a.m. playing. Because it's this mission-based system, and you go off and you do a mission. But like if you quit mid-mission, you have to redo everything. So it was like 1 in the morning. So we start this like mission, uh, maybe 12.30. Um we start this mission. It's like, yeah, it'll be fine. We'll just start it. And then, you know, we'll go to bed after this, right? Two and a half hours later, we are, we have been, we probably spent like maybe 20 minutes on the map itself. And then the rest of the time, all of it trying to beat the boss of that level, like just insanely difficult. And it was like, you have to do exact parry dodge times, it was just, we could not get it. So we finally summoned in some extra help from online. And our second attempt with someone, we finally got it. Because we were just like, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. But if we quit, we lose all this progress. 
And the part of the reason why we didn't want to lose the progress, because yeah, like I said, it was 20 minutes. whoop de doo we'll do it again with 20 minutes. That was a grueling 20 minutes because we got invaded by other players twice during that map and fought them off. So like it was just like we can't lose this progress we fought so hard for. And then yeah, so it was it was a uh, it was a test of our patience last night and we got done yeah. and and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to go to bed." And I was like, "The, the boss name is Lubu." So we I was like, "Man, fuck Wolong, fuck Lubu, fuck you. I'm going to bed." <laughs> We were joking around. Like, obviously, I wasn't like mad at him. <laughs> we got a laugh, and I was like, "All right." I signed off and went to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Okay. Uh, so I, Sasha, I, eventually I will give more of a shot to New Vegas. Eventually, but I've got other things to get through. And uh, I haven't even started Blood Bowl. I got Blood Bowl. I haven't started it. I want to play Blood Bowl. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the Pimp Boy, what, 3 billion, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Pimp Boy, 3 billion. So so this is, um, this is technically a side quest, so I'm not bending the rules on this one. Um, but it is a very, very, very short one. Like it is literally the side quest is you find the event, you kill the monster, funny joke happens, we're done. This this side quest event thing is done in a matter of a minute or two. Like you don't even, it's possible it may not be on the map. And this comes from Diablo 3. Uh, it's in the base game, but also Reaper of Souls. And um, uh, I, f- I forget, it's either in the fields of misery or some other place in act one. But basically there's this farmhouse that's being attacked by a group of monsters, which is, you know, happening everywhere in this game. Cause you know, demons are rampaging throughout the countryside. So you kill this monster. It's not really difficult. It's not really notable. It's just like an elite version of one of the beasts in the area, the big horned charging beasts. And, the farmer is like, oh, thank you so much. So you go into his house. He's like, come in, come in. And he's going to give you loot, right? He's just going to give you a treasure box for doing the little quest. That's what they all do. And uh, in in the early game of Diablo's meta, doing these things were super worth it because it was the best way to get loot was one of these treasure chests. Um, like the best way to get rare loot, I should say. So he, he invites you into his house And there's a skeleton sitting in the rocking chair. And he's like, my wife wanted to thank you personally. And he comes up to the chair and he's like rocking it for her. And like, she's just dead. She's just a skeleton. So your character is like, depending on, you know, whichever one you're playing as, they all say something like, oh, she's lovely. Or, or, oh, she's uh, not looking too well. Or or something like, like whatever the character says make some sort of weird sly comment about the fact that it's a skeleton and not his wife or whatever. Um, and he's like, Oh nonsense. She's feeling just fine. And he pats her on the back and her head rolls off. The skull comes off and rolls across the ground. And, and that's the trigger for the chest to open for you to grab the loot and go. Um, and he's like, Oh, look at that. She's knotted off again. And then like, 
it's just done. And I was like, I laughed for a good five minutes when I first saw that <laughs> back in the day. I just love the stupid little pun and the stupid little like, ta-da. And it's the kind of funny is like, that's the only like super funny one. All the, all the other ones are like super grim and dark. There are some, some funny moments in the game, but like, yeah, it was just that one, that one caught my eye from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So like I had, that was the one when we had this question come up, like this topic come up, that was the one that I attached to immediately and everything else was just trying to figure it out. So, so yeah, so uh, Diablo three nodding off is what I'll call it. Nice. Apparently Blinky's getting restless. Um, so now I guess we'll do our dishonorable mention. Um, Ace. Yeah. What, what do you got for yours? What I got is the one I talked about in the last episode that I was on. Mm-hmm. It is from Arkham City and the, the Riddler. goddamn Riddler, Riddler trophies. trophies. Yeah. Okay. Just all the convoluted different puzzles. Somewhere you have to friggin' put down the bat gel explosive. Somewhere you have to like do the multiple batarangs. Others where you have to like fly a remote batarang through like venting, or you have to like get it carefully through a hole and then get it electrified and then hit mm-hmm. a certain thing to electrify that to make it work. Ugh. Just so, so, so much tedious work just to get the damn trophies. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we did talk about that two weeks ago. So I get it. The Riddler trophies. Okay, so uh, Sasha, your dishonorable mention? Um, my dishonorable mention is from a game you're probably not going to play. Wow, you are really fixated on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just thought it was funny because everything on my list are things you're not going to play. So Probably, um, I mean... I try. So, <laughs> mine's from Fallout Three. I did play Fallout to be a, Three, and I well, I almost beat it too. I got really far in that one. You've maybe you've played this. Um, it is a, it is a DLC, but it is, it's like one that I make myself do because even okay. though I dislike it, the quest reward is the best loot in the entire game. So, hmm. the quest is operation anchorage and the loot that i'm talking about is you either get winterized t51b armor which is t51 power armor that does not need to be repaired oh or yeah or you get the chinese stealth armor which when you go into a crouch position a stealth boy activates Hmm. so it's like you kind of have to do it, even though it's, it's, it's not that it's bad DLC. I just, it's just it's not, not as not enjoyable. No, because it's like, on the one hand, it's cool because you get lore building. You get essentially a history lesson. It feels like playing Medal of Honor in Fallout 3. Mm. So, like, your VATS is irrelevant you pretty much have to rely on true aiming, which wouldn't be a problem, but iron sights and 
uh, aiming sucks in Fallout 3. So no, it, I was they actually, don't really they don't polish wanna... it really until New Vegas and 4. Sure. I might I'll, I might have enjoyed that if I I didn't there wasn't any DLC when I played. So it wasn't I don't think it was wow. out yet or I didn't have it yet. So Wow. Well, it's long. You it's like a VR mission basically. It's like kind of like uh kind of like in the main game where you go in that like pod to find your dad mm-hmm. and you go into the the 50s simulation. It's like yeah. that. You go into a simulation um, but it's a, it's like a war training simulation for the army and it's operation Anchorage, um, which is referenced in the loading screens the whole time you play the game, yeah. um, the liberation of Alaska. Okay. So that's what the mission is. And so I guess like if you're a person who enjoys that type of game or, um, like you play Medal of Honor, you play Call of Duty, and you like it. I'm sure that Operation Anchorage is super awesome, but that is not what I'm playing post-apocalyptic wasteland games for. Sure, I get it. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Um, so my dishonorable mention actually comes from Breath of the Wild, and it it's is so weird. It's like a game I'm not gonna play. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say it. Um, <laughs> the Breath of the Wild, uh, the what are the, what are they called? The seeds. The s- oh, the uh, the uh, Kurok seeds. The Kurok, Kurok seeds. Yeah, I'm not collecting 800 of them. Zelda, you can go fuck yourself on that. I'm not doing 800. No, I got to like 200 something, and I played like 70, 80 hours in that like game. Like, I am not going for 800 Korok seeds. Never. Not once. That's stupid. And it's even dumb rewards for doing it. You get a golden poop for doing it. It's a little poop. Like, they give it to you and it's just gold. It's like a little golden poop. Why does it exist? Why would you make it like, haha, we tricked you for doing all 800. Here's a poop. That's gold. Like... Like, the, haha, I bet you feel like shit now. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it, but I've seen it in videos, people complaining about it, and I think the completionist did it, and he was complaining about it, and I was just like, that sounds terrible. Like, I, I, would, say th- I would say, though, that the real reward is expanding your equipment slots because you can redeem but that stops seeds at like for weapons two or three hundred right that it doesn't go all the way to the 800 before you like you lose slots i don't know i haven't i haven't gotten that far neither, neither did i ever that i've gotten have just been incidental and they've expanded my i don't mind when they're in shield slots as far as i really need them to so yeah, that's what I was saying. Like I, I, I got mine as far as I cared to, and I would find them incidentally. And I would, if I saw one, I would go for it. That's fine. But going for all eight hundred and you get a poop for it? No, thank you. Like that's dumb. I hate it. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> so, uh, so our uh, our favorite ones now. Our favorite side quest number one. Um. 
my favorite is oh well one of my favorites i suppose um is from horizon forbidden west mm-hmm. and it's called what was lost uh it's a quest where you go to help uh tatalo mm-hmm. he he is a uh tanakh marshal who in the opening parts of the game uh loses one of his arms when regala the uh antagonist of the game attacks with her battalion yeah and so he loses his arm in the in the battle and like loses his confidence and sense of like purpose because like his his society sort of sees it as like a weakness how can you be of use with just one arm yeah and so he once you get into the uh, mountain base that you operate out of as like the sort of central hub um, he'll ask you to assist him with crafting a metal arm to replace the arm that he lost. Yeah. Um, and throughout it, you like see his development as he like gains his confidence and like his strength back. Uh, and then eventually you do craft the arm. Uh, and although you finish it, he decides that he's only going to wear it when absolutely necessary. And he isn't like ashamed of his disability anymore. Hmm. Because he's learned to live with and embrace it. And then there's also another one from the game where you uh, assist one of the uh, other Tanakh society members uh, with saving the land gods Mm -hmm. that her people worship. Um, And so, like, the whole, like, area is sort of being uh, ravaged or, like, falling apart. To like this sort of red scourge mm-hmm. that comes that like slowly like deteriorates everything, um, and once you get the land gods put back in place, uh, it sort of like revives the land and everything becomes lush and green again, and they are able to get like crops and stuff back. Okay. So sort of sort of showing that Aloy, although naive in some ways, is actually having a positive influence on the world. It's cool. With her mission. Yeah, she definitely... Uh, I You see that even in the early stages, because I've only played like the first hour of uh, Zero Dawn. But you definitely see that innocence mm-hmm. come through uh, as even early in that game. Yeah, I mean, I would say is... Say the first game is like her coming of age, and then the second game is like her becoming a leader. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see what the uh, third game is going to be. With For sure. the uh, all-encompassing death evil that is coming from somewhere in the cosmos. Right. Okay. All right. Now, before before you start, Sasha, I have an idea of what game this is going to come from, and I'm I'm not going to say it, but I'll, I'll be honest if it was right or not. So so go ahead. Whichever game yours yours is from. I mean, it's also from New Vegas. I was wrong, actually. Then. Okay. What was I, your What were you gonna get? I was thinking Witcher Three. Mm. Well, I mean, there's some good stuff in The Witcher Three, but as I give you my number one, what I'm gonna say, especially after like Ace just shared some really beautiful side quests, is that I am trash. 
And my favorite, <laughs> my favorite mission side quest is called Wang Dang Atomic Tango. Nice. Okay. And uh, if if you're thinking of Ted Nugent, then you would be correct. So this is from the Atomic Wrangler, which is in Freeside. And you meet the Garrett twins, and the Garrett twins are going to ask you to do a couple of different missions um, to mm-hmm. make their bar better, which is like not a great bar because it's in Freeside, but they want to be on the level of the casinos uh, on the strip because they've sure. got like little, they also have gambling there. But what they want um, for Wang Dang Atomic Tango is to set up for some brothel services. <laughs> and so you are you are tasked with finding three employees to uh. service the patrons of the Atomic Wrangler. So you will get uh, you need to find a sweet talking gentleman. You need to find a real ghoul cowboy ghoul. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to find a sex robot. Mm hmm. So, um, there is a ghoul, um, a ghoul cowboy. It just so happens to be that it's a woman. Uh, her name is Beatrice and she's, she works security for the followers of the apocalypse. And you have to have a really high speech skill to convince her to abandon her safe gig at the, with the followers and become a sex worker at the atomic wrangler. And then there are two wow. options for the for the uh, sweet talking gentlemen, um, just people that you meet in Freeside. So you kind of just decide who you want to recruit. But for the sex robot, the sex robot, um, you get a program on a floppy disk from James Garrett, and he tells you to go to the robotics, like the abandoned robotics factory, uh, somewhere in Freeside. So if you have Wild Wasteland on, this is where you also get jumped by the old lady gang with rolling pins. Mm. Um, okay. But if not, you know, you go in, um, you find a robot. You, If you have high enough science skill, you can program the robot with the floppy disk uh, to take on new protocols. Yes. And you could test the robot yourself. Okay. Or you can just send it, or you can just send it to the Atomic Wrangler, and you find out that um, that was not for any specific patron. That was for James Garrett. Uh, he couldn't believe that you did it. You get a little extra bonus for that one. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Wang Dang Atomic Tango. Nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so the, my number one is the one that bends the rule. So it's not necessarily a quest, but it is because there isn't quests in this game. It's just not one of those kind of games. It's a very, fairly linear platformer story kind of game, um, which is EVO, the search for Eden. I talk about this game a lot. It's one of my favorite SNES games. Um, there is a portion of the game when you are in um, 
I want to say so. There's there's different eras that you have to fight to fight in. There's the age of fish, and it's going through the different ages of of natural history. So you go to the era of the fish, the era of the amphibian, the era of the lizard, which is the dinosaurs, and then you have two eras of the mammals. So you have ice age and then post ice age, uh, which is leading up into modern day. In the second mammal area, there is a side area which isn't necessarily it's weird because it's like normally like a linear progression through the map and you have to backtrack to go this way but it is required uh either way because you have to basically save the whales the the king of the whales and the and the mammals the sea ant mammals are being terrorized by the what they call the the uh, fish king who wants to take over the sea and then eventually take over the uh the rest of earth there's a lot of like, basically, you're trying to do the correct path of evolution for Earth, and you're trying to stop the incorrect paths. So the fish are getting too strong, so you need to subvert them so the mammals can survive in the in the water. Um, so this optional thing that I'm getting to is there are alternate evolutions that you can do in the game, and they are entirely optional. They are not anything that is told to you other than in secret dialogues with certain things. So like if you do like a little task, like there's a, there's a bunch of, um, in this era of the game, you can go into the jungles and you will find dinosaurs that survived the, the end of the, uh, the meteor, the end of the dinosaur apocalypse. And they're like, the, you get a talk little choice dialogue with a stegosaurus that you meet. And it says, Hey, we just want to be left alone. We don't want to cause any trouble. If you leave us alone, I'll tell you a secret. And then you say yes or no. And you say no, nothing really happens. They just become like a normal, aggressive stegosaurus in the game. Uh, if you say yes, they actually won't hurt you. They'll stand still, I think. But he tells you a secret. He says, hey, um, if you do this, I heard that if you have like the mouth of this and the eyes like the the fins of this you can be the whatever so i never paid attention to this stuff as a kid yada and even as an adult when i go back and through on play um i knew about there is a alternate evolution that you can do in this era where if you have the jaws of a cat the body of a monkey and something else you can eventually keep evolving further uh and you evolve evolve evolve. eventually you can become man and you become like a little caveman with a stone axe and you can actually do that when i normally just played this amalgamation of a giraffe necked rhino bodied lion jawed like monstrosity is how i normally play the game because that's the fun part um but there's a secret one that i didn't know about that you can become a mermaid and the mermaid is like the secret one that only happens at this this stage of the area you have to be in the water and you have to be on this particular quest and they actually give you a clue to whatever the, the thing is to start the evolution is a certain uh, combination of things. And I noticed it by accident because one of the things that like when you're evolving in the game, there's all these different options. You can evolve your head your or your actually jaws, jaws, dorsal fin, tail, all that kind of stuff. And some, as you progress, you lose the ability to, evolve certain things like i think when you become a mammal you lose the ability to do your tail i think 
that just comes with the yeah. body. Um, the only time ever that you can evolve hands and feet is in the fish age. It's like, okay. Then I noticed by accident when I was in the water and I looked to evolve something, just, just a look. Um, I was like, why can I evolve hands and feet again? So I did that. And then I was like, what did, what? Like it turned me in a whole total, total different, like weird silver fish looking thing. And I was like, okay. And then there was the, the elusive option that's always in the corner. If you're doing one of these paths to become a specific evolution, which is evolve further. So I just kept doing it, evolve further, evolve further. And you get EVO points by killing things in the game and eating it. And you just need to spend points. It's an RPG like, Uh like that. So I evolve further, evolve further, and I become a mermaid. So you're this topless, blonde-haired mermaid, which doesn't show anything. It's a SNES game. The hair covers everything. Like, it just co- like coincidentally covers everything. Um, and you uh, kiss things to do damage. And it does a lot of damage. Like, as far as, like, normal damage of numbers in that age go. So you just do a little kiss on the fish, and it, like when things get hurt in the game, they fly back. If it is a lot of damage and it does like 30 or 40 damage, which like normally I do 20. So I was like, Holy cow. And I like, I was blown away. I've been playing this game off and on for like 20 plus years. And I just never found this become a mermaid. So I was like, now whenever I play this, I'm going to become a mermaid because it's hilarious. And when you get done with that and they send you back out of the ocean, back on the land to sort of continue your quest, it just revolves you back to what you were before you entered the water. No, no harm, no foul. I was like, that's awesome. Because I don't like being coming right. to the human. The human sucks. Like, they really do. They're really hard to beat the game with. This is the same game. I've talked about this a couple times, but uh, Sasha, did I did I tell you about the, the boss for this game? Because I know I told Pan a long time ago. I... Maybe it's the amoeba We've that, about this. The amoeba that looks like a giant penis. That, yes, yes, you have. Yeah, yep. Amoebas. Yep. That you have to bite it on the tip, and it screams. It's just hilarious. It's just oh, Japanese games can be funny sometimes. <laughs> so that was my number one: is evolving into a mermaid in EVO. Not really a quest, right. but it's like a side thing that you can do. So I'm sorry. I couldn't think of a lot of quests, so that's fine. So yeah, so that's, uh, that's the main topic tonight. Um, have you guys got around to gaming a lot over the week or anything? I've been playing the Sims. There's a sale. So I picked up some more DLC that I have wanted, but you know, I just don't want to pay full price for yeah. So, um, my sim has been working towards being fabulously rich. So she just sold her house and got a little cottage because I got the cottage living DLC, mm-hmm. and um, I have like a little got a couple chickens and been growing a money tree. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I have a ghost boyfriend. <laughs> okay yeah nice yeah um because 
she was dating this guy. Then she got a phone call in the middle of the night, and it said that Marcus Flex was dead. And so she was really cut up about it for, like, days. Like, it was affecting her work, everything. And then she gets this, like, whim, because when you play The Sims now, they have whims. They're, like, things, desires that they want. You get little points for doing their whims. And it's, like, be friendly with Marcus. And I'm, like, girl, he is dead. Like, is this a glitch? What is what is this? So I took her to the festival, like, just, like, a fair in town. And there's ghost Marcus just hanging out at the festival. So they started chatting again. And I'm going to find out if Sims can have ghost babies. I don't know yet, but I, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll get back to you guys on that. That's funny. Oh, my goodness. So I don't know if I told you guys this. My neighbor has chickens and a rooster, and it's outside of my window. So, Yay. Oh, boy. Good morning. Yeah, I, It has not woken me up yet, but, I, but it, at night it does crow, like in the middle of the night. Like I'm surprised that other neighbors haven't complained. It hasn't bothered me yet because, like, I'll take out the dog – and it's just doing its crowing thing. And I'm just like, we're in a city. Like, how do you have chickens in a city? Like, <laughs> it's not like, you know, like I'm completely surrounded. I mean, it's a cemetery across from me. And whatever the houses aren't is actually a big field behind us over here. But like, I'm still in the city limits. Like, it's not like I'm like I can drive up the road to like a barber shop and a auto repair place and stuff it's not so i was like how do you have chickens in a city is there not some ordinance against farm animals here like i don't you can have chickens in the suburbs here okay there's a limit to how many that might be the case and they have to be properly housed like you can't just like have chickens in your yard yeah they they have a coop and everything yeah okay all right uh obviously you've been playing dead space again ace yeah i since i refreshed myself by playing the classic version i can say that the remake does have a lot of practical improvements to the gameplay sure uh one of which is in the uh zero gravity areas uh you no longer have to do the uh point to point jumping Hmm. to be able to get to where you need to go uh you just have your on on uh rig propulsion system mm. so you could actually just you just zip around on space that. jump ar- across yeah. so you move well, around like the mandalorian now essentially yeah he's got the helmet so. C- kind of close yeah I, I actually can't watch that now because it was Chauncey's subscription that had uh, Disney Plus. So I can't yeah. I can't watch it anymore. Gunnar Hansen's Isaac Clark actually engaging with people and responding to things actually feels nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Instead of him just remaining silent throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, especially, you know, we had the whole episode the, of me uh, complaining about silent protagonists. I'm glad they changed that. Yeah, since, uh, you know, the whole me- reason he at least went was to reunite with Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a segment in the game where you reunite. Quote, unquote. 
with, with Nicole. The remnants of Nicole. And in the <laughs> with a hallucination of Nicole. Yeah. Um and uh in the original he just flat face just watches, yeah. Well, you don't see his face because it's inside the helmet, but in the game he actually responds and like talks back talks back. Mm. So Okay. So uh outside of uh Wild Hearts and um Wo Long that I've been playing, which well, uh, I will say Wolong's Long's pretty good. I'm actually pretty decent at the game, even though it took Johnson and I a long time to beat that boss last night. Um, I don't know what it is. It's like Sekiro. It's a Dark Souls game. It's more about perfect blocking than dodging, and I really enjoy that. I'm better at the idea of blocking something at the right time than dodging for some reason. I, I don't know. I just like it. Um, but I've also been playing the Metroid Prime trilogy, uh, the Metroid Prime remake that they really recently did, and that's been fun. Um, they turned it into a dual stick game, which was never a case until now. So you you never got to look with the right stick until this game, until um, this remake. So that quality of life has made the game uh, noticeably easier, like very yeah. much easier. Um, and my friend was actually complaining how easy it was because of that. Uh, now, for me, I was like, you know what? I'm fine with it. It's still mostly a puzzle game to me. You're still mostly doing like the, okay, so where do I go with these new abilities? What do I got to do? Uh, what can I do? You know, how do I solve this puzzle, this room? Like, that's mostly what Metroid Prime is for me, not necessarily the combat. I actually find the combat somewhat annoying, especially when you go back through a room and have to re-kill the same enemies, which is just a thing in Metroidvanias. Right. So, you know, I, that annoys me. That's actually one of my biggest pet peeves with the original Borderlands is go here, do this. I got to kill the same guy and do this and do this. And I just... Yeah, I think that was something that burned me out on the first game, which is why I haven't played any more of the handsome collection yet. Yeah, yeah, the first Borderlands was really bad about respawning enemies. Like, super bad. So, that still annoys me about it, but overall, the game has been pretty good, just to sort of go through and solve the puzzles again. I haven't played this game since 2015, maybe? Maybe even 16? Um... Uh So replaying it again uh, has been nice. I'm not, I thought I was going to go for hundred percent. It's too hard. I don't want to do it. You literally have to like to get hundred percent. You have to use the scanner thing on a boss. And if it has multiple phases, uh, you have to do on every phase. You have to remember to scan the boss on every phase or scan every item or every thing on a wall. Like it's just too much. Like I don't care. I'm not going for the hundred percent anymore. Like, I would thought about it in the beginning, but no. I might try to go for 100% items, but even then, I'm just like, nope. I'm just going to go through the game, that kind of stuff. Um, Sasha, you walked away and you missed it, but uh, I was saying, like, uh, that was one of my big pet peeves with Borderlands is something this game does is you go through an area and you come back and the same enemies are back. And I was just yeah. like, can't. I feel like they fixed that in 
Wonderlands, but that was a huge problem playing by myself in Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I remember having any of that problem in Wonderlands, honestly. Unless you revisit an area on purpose. Um, yeah, you'd have to, like, completely leave and go to another map and come back in Wonderlands, but I didn't have the problem where, like, by the time that I looped completely around, that everything had reset. Right. Yeah. Yep, I think Wonderlands was a lot better in that aspect, of, for sure. I think Wonderlands was just better in general. Like, Yes, it was. I enjoyed my time with it, despite giving it a four. But like I said, I've always put it up front. I gave it a four mostly because of my experience of playing it, not because it was a bad game. Uh-huh. Ruined by the same people <laughs> I'm playing Wo Long with. Which is actually funny because Chance and I are actually, um, I'm going to brag a little bit, honestly. I really am. Because uh, I'm further than all of them because I'm actually good at the game. And <laughs> they Just are. Just a little humble brag. Uh, I didn't say humble. I am bragging. <laughs> I am not being humble about this because they can't spoil me if I am further than them. That is, True. That is what I was like. I am going to get through it and get further. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to play any of it today, though, because I've mostly just been exclusively playing that with my brother, and he's still playing board games with them today. So I might just do more Metroid today, although probably not till 3 a.m. like last night. That was rough, because then I had the 8 o'clock appointment for uh, the security system. I was just like, oh, my gosh, what did I do to myself? (laughs) Um, I, and I will say, uh, I did watch some other, like I, I've mentioned, I watched 65, I watched, uh, Mithrigan, I watched, what else? I watched a lot of movies too. Cause like, that's been my thing is like when I'm eating lunch, I'll watch a movie now. Uh, cause I finished Blue Bloods finally watched all of those. What was the face for Ace? Mithrigan? Season finale of The Last, the Last of, Us, of Us tomorrow night. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for all that. I mean, I'm going to watch it, of course, but I just. I don't What's know it on ready. again? HBO. Oh, HBO. That is the one I. So, wait, have you watched any of it, Sasha? Or. Yeah. Yeah. She's oh, been I watching. saw. I, I saw. I got you, baby girl. I saw that. Ugh. Yeah. Are you all caught up currently or? Yeah, yes, I saw I saw that creepy cannibal shit. Sexual predator shit. Even worse because he talked about his backstory and he was like, I was a teacher and it's like Yeah, bro, I could tell. Yeah, like it I saw a TikTok about that episode and it was like the difference between male and female viewers and it took male viewers who haven't played the game longer to figure out that this dude was creepy oh no in the game i was right away on to his shit i was like something ain't right about you mm-hmm. you're being a little bit too friendly with ellie i don't like it stop it i so i was like watching that episode and i'm just like 
thinking about, oh, we're not going to bury the body because it's frozen. And my brain's going, they're not in Canada, though. Like, what like what do you mean the, the ground is too frozen? And then, like, 20 minutes later in the episode, he's like, it's venison. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. That ain't venison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, that at all from the game, honestly. It's been so long. I know when I played it, too. Where, uh, it was 2014 is when I played the game. I know exactly when. Yeah, the uh, scene where they're all in the uh, dining area and they're like, it's venison. And then David and Troy Baker walk in with the deer and it's like, so was it an old deer or you lying to us? What I also found really repulsive about that scene was all the people had like their bowl their small bowl and their small portion but then david had like a plate with a full like big big portion hungry helper portion like oh yeah Mm -hmm. um also i like the uh subtleties of uh troy baker because troy baker's the uh in-game joel Mm -hmm. if you didn't know um you can see in that scene too when he partakes he does seem to be kind of struggling or gagging on the food that he's eating. Um, and then people are also talking about how uh, in the uh, scene where they capture Ellie and uh, right before David cuts them off, uh, they're talking about uh, shooting her, killing her. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are saying that's possibly them wanting to do a mercy kill because they knew what David was on about. Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. And they were going to to, uh, keep her from having to experience that. That makes sense because the guy keeps dancing around trying to give him like any kind of criticism so he's like presenting it as this is it's just another mouth to feed it's just oh well we don't trust her oh well yeah so also pretty cool uh besides troy baker um harry from the uh the uh, kansas city crew uh He's actually the voice actor for Tommy in the game. So it's funny, hmm. both uh, both Tommy and Joel have been trying to kill Ellie in the in the show. Isn't, and then, isn't Ellie, the voice actor for Ellie, going to be in the next episode? Yep, and Ashley Johnson is playing Anna, who is Ellie's mom. Hmm. So we're going to be getting a flashback sequence, it looks like, because we've had promo pictures. So, I'm excited. I don't remember seeing Ellie's mom in the game, and even if she's not, yeah, no, she's only ever mentioned by name. And then uh, that was one of the things that people were theorizing with The Last of Us Part Two is because they teased that a character, um, um, it was specifically the character character that was shown off in the, uh, the the jacked ass female character, and they. Uh, revealed that the character was going to have a, a four-letter name, so a lot of people were 
thinking that it was going to be a flashback and that it was going to be Ellie's mom, Anna, but it was actually Abby. Mm. Okay. And then uh, of the season finale, Bella Ramsey has said that it's massively going to divide people. So we'll. Uh, I mean, the end of the end of it. game, the end of the game does too. So if it follows the end of the game, then yeah, it will. for some people, a lot of a lot of people though are diehard like Joel can do no wrong type thing. Like he's he's a good character. Know, don't man. get me wrong, but he's a he is a bad guy. Yeah, what he did, what he did to those guys after he got out of the basement, that was bad guy shit. That was bad guy shit. Uh, well, even in the game, like uh, with what goes down, with what's gonna happen in the finale. I mean, like that's that's smuggler Joel, and. Uh, what happens in the finale i'm interested to see what your reaction and thoughts are going to be so if it's the same we'll have if to, it's uh, the touch s- base on that i assume it'll be the same but if it's the same like we don't we don't know for sure same or similar like they've they've had deviations from the game too yeah i'm so. just saying it hasn't aired yet so we don't know if they're going to do the same thing they might yeah. pull the wool over our eyes having played the game but I've not watched the show yet, so I just played the game. So that would be interesting, because you have you, who's done both, Sasha, who's only seen the show, and then me, who's only played the game. So, Okay. I don't know. I haven't... Uh, I think the next show that I'm probably going to be picking up to watch is Doom Patrol. Cause Fair enough. I don't know. I've been thinking about that one. There's just there's just something about him that that actor I can't remember his name Brendan Fraser, I just I wanna I wanna see what he can I do. I get to watch the whale a week or two ago. I own it. I haven't. Very good. I haven't watched it. I own it. It's on my list. I was actually considering watching it just before the show, but I had not enough time because it's I had a, a approximately an hour and forty five minutes to watch something. So I was like, I'm going to go with an hour and a half movie and did Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist instead. That was an hour and a half. Nice. Boy, that was good. Did not expect it to be as good. I thought it was going to be like, nah, I watched that when I was out just outside of college. That's, yeah, that's, that's college champ thinking. And then I watched it as an adult and I'm like, no, that's still really good. Like, because <laughs> I also watched, oh, what else did I watch Michael Sarah in recently? Goodness, Chris. this is the end. No, he's always got something. He gets to... impaled by a lamp no. or a street sign. Actually, I've never seen that. No, um, Juno. I watched Juno this week. Ah, I really like Juno too. I I always liked Juno though. Boy, uh-huh. Jennifer Garner's character in that movie. Ooh, she has a rough time. Have you seen Juno? No. No, not not entirely. I've seen snippets. So, Ellen Page plays a girl who's 16 who gets pregnant by her best friend Bleeker, who is Bleeker is um 
Michael Sarah. Elliot, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Elliot. Elliot, Elliot Page. Page. Oh, sorry. The credits at that time were Ellen. Sorry, Elliot Page. So, yeah, I won't. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Elliot Page. But. It's okay. You don't know them personally, so. No, I, I went with Ellen Page because that's what they had at the time. So, anyways. Um, so they, they are, uh, a teenage girl in the movie and who gets pregnant by her best friend and the sort of like dealing with a teenage pregnancy kind of deal. And she wants to give it up for adoption to a married couple, which is Jennifer Gardner and Jason Bateman. And it's a really funny, quirky movie movie. Like there's a really funny line. Uh, Dwight from the uh, the office is in in that. Uh, he's the one that says this. He's like a store clerk because she keeps like she keeps buying Sunny D and pregnancy sticks from him, and she and, and it keeps thinking it's going to come up negative and it's come up positive like all the times. She's like she's like trying to justify it. Like I didn't see it very clearly or whatever. And then she comes out of the bathroom and he's like, "What's the prognosis?" And she's like. Uh, it hasn't been long enough yet, and she looks at it and she sighs, and she's like, and then uh, do, I they don't I don't think he has a name in the movie, it's just the store clerk, so I'll just call him Dwight. Uh, he's just like, it's one diddle that can't be done, uh, it can't be undone, home skillet, and, <laughs> and that line just makes me crack up. Um, it's pretty funny, and J, uh, J.K. Simmons is her dad, and her dad is actually a really like awesome and relatable character in that movie and stuff. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Like a really cool movie that I don't know. I just liked. Nice. It was up for uh, the Academy Awards the year it came out. It lost, but I remember it was actually the one Academy Awards I watched. Cause I was like, Juno's got to win. Come on, let's let Juno win. And something else won. I don't even remember what that movie was. So, but yeah, Michael Sarah plays a, a dweeby kid who's in a band, as usual. It's like his thing. <laughs> um. So, uh, so next week, uh, apparently Sasha has something prepared for us. Some sort of game show. I do. I do. I have some of it done. I'm going to finish it tomorrow because i got a treatment plan to write next weekend so okay okay so ace you and i are 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 contestants i believe gotcha do we need to get a third or is it just for two if you want a third it'll work okay Um, it doesn't matter though okay all right so i'll keep that in mind um I haven't really talked to anyone about being on the show next week, but because I've been busy with house stuff still, I really need to get done, get doing with it. I don't have a dishwasher, so I am the dishwasher and I really need to do the dishes. So that might be tomorrow. That might be what I'm doing tomorrow. Or you could do it after podcasting. No, no, that sounds like a tomorrow problem. That sounds, (laughs) that, that sounds like a, like a uh, a problem for tomorrow, Cham, and then tomorrow, Cham is going to say today, Cham is an asshole for giving it to him. <laughs> I was going to say, do it today, then you 
won't have to do it tomorrow. You'll have more time for other stuff tomorrow. But you'll have to do it tomorrow, too. The dishes are never not done. Like, That's man. very true. That's very, very true. They're, they're... No, the bottles are never not done. Mm-hmm. It's like the laundry. It's never not done. It's the forever chore. Yep. Yep. And now it's all me. I'm all by myself. I got to do it all. Because Blinky can't pull her weight around here. She's sleeping under the blanket. <sighs> she has been pottying in the house less. But it still happens if I leave the house for too long because she freaks out. Yeah. Let's get one of those uh, indoor dog camera things that dispenses treats and you can talk through. I don't know how that would work. She'd probably freak out and try to like lick the screen a bunch because she is for her. It's a separation anxiety. I believe since she's a rescue, I believe she was neglected. So like leaving her alone in the house is like her trigger. <laughs> she still finds a way to like Just get a, get a what? You just need to get a, uh, Another dog. Well, I promised the kids that we were going to get cats when we got settled in. So I'm thinking. That'll help. She doesn't like other dogs. She's okay with cats. So having a okay. having a little buddy will help. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think I know what their birthday presents are in October. Black cats. Mm, probably. That I told you that Cece was no, I didn't get to tell you. I, I maybe told you on Discord. Uh, Cece watched Ernest Scared Stupid, and she loves it. Yes, yes. She she was like, we call him Dummy Guy, and I'm like, well, yeah, he's playing a <laughs> he's playing a dummy. Yes, I want to see more Dummy Guy. I'm like, yeah, let's let's watch more Ernest because it's hilarious. Oh boy, I love I I am so surprised that like it had such it's not I wouldn't call it adult humor, but mature humor in it as well. That like wordplay a kid would never get. Like the the I, the one I talked about was the troll in Scared Stupid being like, You must pay for the sins of your forefathers and Ernest like, I don't have forefathers. I only had one father and I didn't even know him that well. <laughs> like, oh boy. So good. Um, all right. So uh, anything else we want to talk about tonight or should we wrap it up? Good to go. Okay. Well, uh, thanks everyone for watching tonight uh, or listening. Uh, if you're not watching tonight, um, we will uh, we'll be coming on next week with uh, some sort of game show. I, you said it was Jeopardy like. So pretty, yeah, pretty much. Okay. And um, be sure to uh, catch us uh, on Twitter at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter. If you want to follow Ace, it's at Ace Badger Gaming. Uh, and of course, the Discord for all three of us. Thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.